welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about Love 101 episode 2 and wow there's a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of parent trap vibes happening here but like with really gross settings so that's exciting I guess. I am not drinking any tea but I did have an iced tea today and it was delicious. Iced black tea but there was a lemon wedge in there. It was really good. Sounds refreshing. Yeah. Isn't it winter over there though? <laughs> yeah, but like the sun is so strong that during the day it's pretty warm. Interesting. I don't know much about the Southwest. I've never been. We will have to tour it. We will. I only know it from watching BoJack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that show. I know you're obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm rewatching it for like the 15th time or something. <laughs> I am kind of obsessed. It's bad. Oh, God. Are you drinking any tea? Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> like talking about everything hint, other than hint, tea for the hint, last like two minutes. <laughs> In case you guys haven't noticed, because I guess you guys keep me on track for the show, but our listeners, um, I am very prone to going off on tangents. Um, but I am having tea. I'm having Earl Grey tea with some milk and sugar. I have to say, I really don't like Earl Grey. I don't, it's something about the herbiness of it. I really hate it. I can't drink it. It's like the only tea I like, to be really honest. What's the, what's, there's like a specific essence in there. Uh, I forget what it is. I have no idea. Yeah, bergamot. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I hate that flavor. That's probably what you don't like either, Sammy. Probably. Yeah. It's like the most distinctive thing about it. Yeah. So good, though. No. Others would not agree. Two versus one, so you're wrong. Earl Grey is gross. It's the official Turkish TV Fine. time policy. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'll take. Yeah, I had like five cups of black tea like an hour ago, so wow. I'm not having any tea right now. But I, I had a big tea day today. I had you like three cups in the point. morning too. Well, yeah, I, I'm convinced. Caffe- I'm like immune to caffeine's effects because I can do that and go right to sleep. Like, in fact, I'm feeling drowsy <laughs> right now. So. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> yeah i'm also immune to caffeine it doesn't do anything guys blend of coffee beans it makes sense in your case <laughs> all right so now sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode At the start of this episode, our main characters and heroes. Um, heroes guess, is a um, strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. The teenagers were watching. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it as neutral as possible. Our, our friends, our heroes of the show, protagonists is the word that I was looking there for. There we go. That's, um, that's better. <laughs> had Have already decided on who this perfect guy that's going to fall in love with Burju is but he's anything but uh so it's called coach Altuna I don't know what his first name is because they in the subtitles it's coach Altuna but he's apparently Kemal is his name oh Kemal okay okay sorry anyway so he's this really shitty person like he walks into the school and doesn't say hi to the kids um and Burju's like really mad about it she's like oh my god this guy's an asshole like that's not what a teacher should do and she tells like this other teacher and the other teacher's like, oh, but he's really hot. Like, so who cares? Which we know the teachers at this school are, are, are just reprehensible in a lot of ways. But this is adding to that. So we have our gang trying to figure out like, okay, 
what's the next step? But we can already see some like negative tension between Bourdieu and, and Kemal. Like clearly she thinks that he's like kind of a bad person. Clearly he doesn't give a shit about anyone else other than himself. It seems probably like a really sad backstory that's going to come up later. So the, these kids come up like they're like, okay, we need to get them to go on a date. And they're like in a real rush to get these people together, which we can discuss later. I don't understand why it needs to be like from one day to the next. Basically, they figure out that like the best place is a concert. Then they're like, okay, but what concert are we going to get this guy to go to? So they decide on like a rock concert. And so like they stage this whole thing where Kerem like beats up this other guy, Burak, I think was his name or something, over Eda because like they're like they're in love and they're both going to like... The story that Eda tells Burju is like, oh, they're both going to go to this concert that we're going to, and I don't want them to fight. So can you please, please, please come? Um, which if I were a teacher, I would never be convinced by such an argument. Well, I guess you you can't, but like then there would be no plot. So obviously she has to get convinced. So they all go to this really disgusting concert. Oh, and, and of course our friend uh, Osman, the like merchant, basically, like, makes money selling concert tickets is something we find out find out in this episode oh yeah and i skipped a little bit of like the whole build-up to how they get uh came on to go to this concert but anyway they go to the concert osman like sells the tickets and then like that's how they like inconspicuously get the coach to see the concert and he decides to go alone suspiciously and then so they all decide to go to the concert but of course Ishik like is a very sheltered kid and her parents are not going to let her go to the concert or her mother like we haven't met her father if he's in the picture or not I don't know he is because uh, she, the mom says he she has to ask him for permission to initially and then she finally like caves oh. when the kids act really sweet and she's gullible and naive poor woman <laughs> so they go and like pretend to be super nice kids and like make these like dumb faces and like say really lot like fake stuff but it's really it's a funny scene of course like Ishik and her mother are like super prim and proper and they're giving all like this like little food and like chocolate milk and everything and like this kind of drives Sinan like nuts because basically he starts to realize and like I feel like that's kind of a theme of the episode that like all of the other parents really care about their kids and like his parents don't give a shit about him so he's like about to take out his alcohol like all the time during the episode, which is like, okay, sure, Sinan, please don't do that. And so they convince Ishik's mom to let to let her her daughter come to a movie night, supposedly, with them. And they're gonna have their teachers there and stuff, which they technically are gonna have their teachers there. <laughs> so they arrive. Oh, well, also Sinan is like feeling really shitty after this interaction, and he decides to jump into the Bosphorus which miraculously he doesn't die. As we have discussed previously, um, the Bosphorus is not a great place to jump into. So they arrive at this concert and it's like really gross. Like it's full of people. It's like really hard rock. The bathrooms are particularly really gross. But I would say realistic. Like none of that seemed like out of uh, out yeah. of my expectations for such an environment. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Mm. Yeah, what I meant the bathrooms are gross. The bathrooms really impressed me in a negative way. So basically, like the kids are just coming up with different, like really funny schemes in order to um, get Burju and Kemal together alone. 
So first, like they go sit in a patch of grass and they like call out to the coach really enthusiastically. And then they say they have to, I don't know, go get drinks or something to the bathroom and they end up getting them both of them beers. And then Kenem says like, oh, please keep, keep Burjo entertained. She's like basically not letting me like hit on Eda. And this is kind of foreshadowing because he's clearly falling for Eda, as we can see, like in the, in the latter part of the episode. So basically then like it's not working out. They're like not having good chemistry as we knew from the first part of the episode. And so our friend Sinan, one for extreme measures, like locks them in the bathroom, locks both of them into one bathroom stall, which is particularly disgusting. And he just writes like out of order everywhere, like closes the bathroom up. Um, and then like this couple comes in and like starts having sex in the stall next to them. So it's just really awkward. Um, and Kim, I was like, okay, whatever. He just breaks, um, well, like is able to open the door. And at that point, like basically the kids decide to just leave and they have Burju's purse. Um, and so they leave and they leave Burju with no purse. They chase down this bus, get in on the bus, decide to all go to Eda's house. Cause she's like, un, like a right in front neighbor of, uh, Burju. So they're all like watching and, but then like, it takes too long for them to arrive. So basically everyone leaves except, of course, Eda, it's her house and um, Kerem. And it's very obvious that like he is into her and like wants to spend some time alone with her. So he's like trying to flirt with her or whatever. And they're like looking out the window and they see like uh, this guy came out, park his car in front of the, up the building, go in. And they're like just having all the suspense and everything. And they're like, oh my God, they better have sex today, which is like, well, and I forgot to mention, like they have a whole conversation about whether like sex is equal to love or not, Um, which I think, I think a lot of these conversations are like pretty accurate for teenagers to be pretty honest, but we can discuss that later. And basically like Burju closes the curtains and they're like, oh my God, like they're obviously going to have sex. Like, you know what that means? And they're like, like, Eda gets like super excited. She's like, oh my God, we did it. Yeah, we like, we did it. And like, she hugs uh, Kerem and he's like kind of not expecting it. And then of course, like they kiss and that's the end of the episode. They're about to find out if love does equal sex or vice versa. Awesome. So now, without delay, we are going to move on into our gossip slash spilling the Earl Grey slash banter section. We have a lot to talk about. So first they have the planning session and Ashik is like, we should have plan a really romantic date. And then the misfits are like, nah, we should get them to get really drunk and then have sex, which is just hilarious. Well, and then they proceeded to get extremely drunk, like after they had this brilliant right. idea, let's make two adults have sex. Oh, wow. <laughs> this deserves a lot of celebration. <laughs> let's have a party to yeah. celebrate our genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was the most, I mean, that scene cracked me up, but it wasn't like, it did, I don't think they were intending it to be as funny as it was to me, because it was just like so yeah, party. It was. it was really funny, and like also, I'm kind of, like, confused about how they're trying to portray these kids, like, if they're, like, upper class or, like, middle class, because then they go out in, like, a Beamer 
drunk driving like keen drunk all, driving i don't know about kedam necessarily but i think they're, i think they're pretty upper crust i mean edas house was nice like even i mean sen even like made fun of her for being like upper middle class and then sen obviously lives in ayala and both of his parents are able to be actual parents to other families and other houses so clearly that was funny osman i don't know maybe osman's really poor and that's why he's such a hustler i guess we haven't found out yet. Yeah, we don't know about Osman or yeah. Kerem situation. Yeah, the success was nice. Yeah, and her mom was like yeah. super proper. That was really fun. The chocolate milk and killed very me. Like, Latin who drinks chocolate milk just in general? And like, <laughs> she just had a bunch of chocolate <laughs> Who milk. has chocolate milk in yeah. their house? In Turkey, especially. I mean, granted, Nesquik might have been a thing. Like, might have been like a big thing in the 90s. That's possible. Maybe. <laughs> By the way, I think the position of the bridge, like the view of the bridge from... Sinan's house, uh, Yilda, confirms my suspicion that it's on the Anatolian side across from Rumeli Fortress. So I think it's right okay. by the Anadolu, he said. Hamadji would be a little too far up, I but think. But wait, how do they? So I think it's... But then why do they drive by the Ortakoy Mosque? Well, they could... They could have... Are they crossing the bridge? Well, they could have driven, like, for a while and gotten there too it didn't really like show them like pulling out the house and then being at the mosque and were they drunk driving yes they definitely were i'm pretty sure they were i wrote driving. that down as a what the fuck that was they were definitely day. drunk driving yeah that's like enough of a problem everywhere in the world <laughs> do not well and also like they didn't make it like a bad thing it was like wow look at them having yeah, so much fun <laughs> that was bad <laughs> borju is really pretty I kind of was like that on her last episode, but this episode, I'm like, yeah, she's really pretty, and she doesn't deserve the, this. The shit. kids are doing a good job of uh, making her seem attractive, then, because like you went from being no. like, <laughs> it's, no, they're hypnotizing all of us. We're all everyone's going to be. <laughs> oh my gosh, she really needs to work on her boundaries, though. Like this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you don't. These kids are basically adults. You do not need to go into the men's toilet and search for this fucker's phone that's covered in pee. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Why did? She, why was she so chill about like going after that? Why is that her responsibility? Yeah. It's not like they're even on a school trip. No, that was super weird. Yeah, it was a little bit of stretching here. No, but I think she like <laughs> for sure. I think she bit off more than she could chew. Like <laughs> she's like already in a really compromising situation. Yeah. So like. The kids have like leverage on her now because they could just be like, "Oh, this this teacher went with us and we saw her drinking alcohol." Yeah, it's really inappropriate. Also, the name of the, also, the name of the band—it's a real band. Tampon. It's a real. Band. It's a, it, it was the first like women's punk group in Turkey. They formed in the nineties. They I don't. Wow. They haven't made music in a while, but yeah, they're 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 like um like uh my god, what's the group I'm thinking about? Hold on. There's a Western group that they're like, oh, Riot Girl, like that kind of that movement. I, they were important. Yeah, they're an important group. So it was cool that they had an actual like, name on the poster. But the groups that were playing were not them. They were like shitty English language cover bands playing. I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, they were just in the opening act yeah, when right. they, tampon was like, the I think they left yeah. for the real tampon, not tampon. <laughs> Does it mean the same thing? Yes, it means tampon. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it makes a lot of sense for for a, a woman's punk group. Like, yeah, it does make sense. I didn't realize it was a women's band, but that was funny. Did you guys enjoy uh, Duman playing when they were drunk driving? 
Yes. <laughs> I was like, band. I recognize this song from somewhere. Our, it's like our official podcast rock band is them. We love. Them. I actually do love them. You guys, I think, don't. <laughs> after after the trauma from the elementary. It's season. just because of the wake up alarm <laughs> connotations that it has. <laughs> Um, also, they're like teasing Eva about having Tarkon posters, and I was like, I would have had a Tarkon oh, yeah. poster. I, I may or may not have one. No, I'm kidding, I don't, but <laughs> I would definitely still get one. <laughs> also, the whole like that same thing about like, oh, your parents are just like the his speech, like the epitome of middle class, like um, there is the only child in the pedestal, like all this like random. You're gonna be married class. off, whatever. Oh yeah, you're gonna go to college and meet your husband. Yeah. Like okay, like I'm sure you're gonna go to college too, Sinan. Or you're just gonna die from like cirrhosis at age nineteen. Yes, he is. <laughs> he was really funny when they were convincing Ashok's mom. Like I really liked that scene when he was just. She was like, "You guys seem like such nice kids," and he's back there like. But then it got serious, and I was like, "Ugh, okay, I get it," but. Ugh. And then he jumped in the water. I thought he was going to die. Yeah. And he worried his poor dog. And then he was fine and not wet. Yeah. At the concert. That was another one of my what the fucks. But I, I think he changed though. No? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows? I'm wondering if he's... Okay. So remember at the end of the last episode, we were theorizing about like, okay, it's probably Kedam in jail and it's probably... Mm-hmm. Sinan who's dead just because like the cirrhosis that he's inevitably going to get from his habits but I'm wondering now they're being really heavy-handed about his mental illness and his alcoholism that I'm almost thinking he's the one in jail and Kedem's dead or something you know something else is going Mm -hmm. on there because like it would almost be like too boring for him to have died tragically from his alcoholism but we shall see there were no flash forwards in this episode unfortunately other than at the very beginning, actually, there was. Uh, Ushik was hanging out. Right, but she just, like, opened a door yeah. or something, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's it's weird. Like, I was just thinking how Ushik's mom doesn't smell the alcohol on yeah. Sinan. Like, that guy must reek of alcohol, like, and of, like, who washes the alcohol. I think her mom it's possible just, she's like, very sheltered. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The whole family's sheltered. Do you guys think we're going to learn more about Osman? It just seems like he's very much a caricature at this point. Yeah, I think so. And I also remember, well, my mom actually reminded me of this because she and I, neither of us have seen the show and we were saving it for this podcast. So we're watching the episodes together. And she reminded me that, uh, I guess a year ago, or maybe when the show first came out, there was a controversy about someone on some Akparti, the the conservative majority party in Turkey, some like mm-hmm. Akparti troll somewhere had posted on social media that Osman's love interest was going to be a man and that he's gay and there's like LGBT <laughs> in this show. I don't even think that was a thing they were going to do on the show. I think like this person just hated this show and wanted to like oh, potentially yeah. get censored or taken off or you know have it, give Netflix a headache. So. I don't know if that storyline actually exists. I feel like I heard that it doesn't. And this guy was just like being insanely homophobic and making it seem like if it were to exist, it would be a bad thing. But that being said, I do think that they're going to develop each of the characters. Like I would be shocked if, not even just because of that like set of headlines, but like I would be shocked if they didn't spend time developing each of the characters in the space they have. 
Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And like, of course, another thing that makes me kind of think about the future is just like Eda and Kidim like getting together now. Like it's probably going to be a really big shit show um, later on in the show. Definitely. Like it's probably just going to turn out really badly. Yeah, definitely. They're both such balanced people. I don't really understand why you think that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she seems to be liter- a bit of a psychopath. Like she's quite yeah. charming, but like, I don't think she gives a shit about anybody. she's such a great actress like like I really like that the show really portrays like how deep like how devious she is she's like yeah like she she can turn the charm on off like on and off she can like convince anyone like they're they're all incredibly persuasive like the only non-persuasive person is a chick probably and like (laughs) Kidem because he's like too he can persuade people with force but like all the rest of them can persuade people with like like just talking to them yeah yeah she made a really convincing good girl in Ishik's house she like yeah, took off all her makeup well and when she's like crying to Burju that like her her two love interests are gonna like fight and like she Burju's the only one that I mean really them. like what Burju is supposed to step in between the punches like give me a fucking break that's ridiculous get out of there for two also i like bourgeois but like it feels like she's the type of teacher that students will just like eat alive just because she's like so sweet and like nice and like gullible yeah she's definitely very like either is gonna quit being a teacher after this or is gonna become a complete hard ass one or the other yeah dude imagine finding out that you were doing these kids a favorable like giving them a second chance that you find out that they're manipulating you into having to stay so that they can continue to have your protection <laughs> on the like that would completely backfire if uh, I, I heard people were taking advantage of my um best intentions mm-hmm. but I mean she also seems like so gullible that I feel like she'd be like oh they love me yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true no, but she's like she's so gullible that she probably believes wholeheartedly that they'll ne- they will never know that she was the one yeah yeah definitely yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping she like grows a few more brain cells and stuff as the show goes on <laughs> i don't really like her being so gullible yeah I, I, I like she needs to be a little bit more savvy yeah and kim is like so extremely prickish that like it's just i don't know yeah i guess that's the point of the show is like how on earth are they gonna fall for each other um that being said he would make a great addition to the misfits crew i think he, he would be he definitely was in high school part of this crew yeah. <laughs> for sure and he he's also just like such a zero like he doesn't say anything yeah, yeah. like he's nothing and like what his flirting technique was turning back on the radio literally one button push and she was like oh my god i'm in love with him give me a fucking that song very... did they translate the lyrics to the subtitles for that song okay good because that was like that was the whole joke there was that it's like climbing through my window coming to my bed <laughs> like that's the song <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was ridiculous i hate him <laughs> i like his theme song should i say or should i go like that's literally all- been stuck in my head for more than a week now because first (laughs) and then on this one i feel like they should stop playing it like 
it's too much I each would, time. I would be upset if they stopped playing it now after two plays. It needs to be like every time he's on screen. Should that be our new Turkish TV so- time theme song? It cannot because I had to compose the one we have to not run the copyright issues. <laughs> we will we'll get slapped on the wrist by Spotify. Uh-oh. Why does Kemal agree to help Kerem? Is he secretly a romantic? Is that what we're meant to believe? So, yeah. He needs to say more words if I'm going to buy that shit. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just like, fuck it. He like doesn't, he's alone at a, co- like, first of all, who oh, goes alone Oh, I wanted to, to talk about this. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. we could bring it early. Who goes alone, especially to like a sketchy ass, scary concert like that? I mean, I know it's different for men, but still. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, as a woman, I would never, ever go alone to a concert. Like, even if it's like a Christian rock concert, I'd even... <laughs> Which you frequently go to. <laughs> um, but I guess that's one of the, like, good things about, you know, the new social distancing new normal. Like, if you were to go to a concert, like, someday, you would have to be so far apart from other people that nobody can do anything <laughs> to you. Oh, God. I just, like, why was he alone at that concert? That's so weird. And, like, the fact that but I, I kicked him out I, out of so many goddamn people, like, so quickly. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, can I, Boja, what? How do you see? He was the only one by himself. He was easy to spot. It kind of makes me like the guy more that he's into, like, a woman's pop, punk, punk rock band called Tampon. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. Like, a tiny <laughs> bit likable. <laughs> Well, the other the other <laughs> thing that confused me about the concert is why uh, tickets. One, why was that like booth completely unmanned with all the unsold tickets? Why was that even a thing? Like, why were tickets even being sold at the school? This concert has alcohol. It's clearly for like the general public. It's not like a high school battle of the bands. I, I suspect it was at like Kuchuk Chifnik Park or like one of these big big outdoor venues. So it just doesn't make any sense that it would, you know, be at a public high school, have anything to do with a public no, high school. Um, I think it was Osman selling the tickets. Like, it's not anything to do with the school. Like, but, it seems that he... Oh, so he had the tickets, and then they set up a fake booth at the school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. okay. he... I thought, like, uh, he, he took tells... over a booth, like, he, like... No. Okay. <laughs> he tells... He tells Eda, like, oh, yeah, remember I sold you those journey tickets last year? Yeah. yeah. And then... Like we see um, Sinan putting the sign up yeah, and like it seems yeah. it seems really like improvised. And then Osman is selling tickets at the entrance of the event as well. He's like, so I think I think that's one of his hustles is yeah. selling concert tickets, which I don't know where he gets him from, but better we don't know, I think, for our own safety. <laughs> <laughs> He's so creepy looking. But I like him. He's probably my favorite, I think. Really? Yeah. I'm rooting for Kerem. What? He's going to come out the other side of these anger management issues no. and be a really great boyfriend for Anna. Ew, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so toxic. They're going to be horrible for each other. Guys, when they were filming the second season of this show, like, they all got COVID. They're all oh, fine no. People, but, like, they all got, like, all the actors got sick. Oh, oh no. Because they were all making out with each other. 
I feel like it's impossible not to get COVID when you're filming a TV show because there's like a thousands of people and B like you're sharing and you're staying in a trailer, which is probably like the worst. Well, not staying, but like spending your days in trailers. Yeah. And testing is not, and has not been widespread in Turkey. So pretty much just showing up without knowing what the other people around you have been up to (laughs) and hoping. Yikes. More on concert etiquette. They ditch Ashik. She's all alone. That was bad. And then, I mean, thankfully, Sinan finds her. I mean, I don't know if that's thankfully because he's not much of a protector, but like, girls don't ditch other girls at concerts. Stay yeah. together. That's yeah. not cool. But Ida, as we've established, Ida doesn't give a fuck about anything or anyone yeah. except herself. So she's definitely not thinking about like, oh, poor Ashik. Like, she's never been to a concert before. Like, she's definitely, something bad is definitely going to happen to her. <laughs> I mean, the thing, I don't really understand what Ashuk is doing with this crowd because it doesn't seem to me like she's desperate to be cool. Right? I think she was just scared of, well, she was just scared of them originally because they like basically were gay, like cornering her into agreeing to help them. And then I think she got caught up in the romance of it all. And she loves Burju. She doesn't want Burju yeah. to leave either. Yeah, that's true. But I'm like very. And she likes Sinan. I'm still like very hung up on the fact that they're so invested, like especially how Eda reacts like in that last scene. Yeah. Where they're like so incredibly invested in them getting together. Well, she was so- also drunk. <laughs> no, was she? Yeah, I think so. That's why he was attracted to her, remember? Oh, she'll have two beers and then I'll be really attracted to her. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, but like she she's like so eager about it like I can't believe that that's just because she's gonna get kicked out of school or like maybe with her parents she has a really goody two-shoes image um that we haven't seen mm-hmm. I think I'm just like really craving some backstory on all of mm-hmm. these characters yeah. like why do they not want to get expelled so badly <gasps> right it's like what what I mentioned last episode like is there no GED like is there no other option like you get sp- expelled out of high school and there's no way you can finish your high school studies it just seems crazy yeah and if they were that concerned maybe they shouldn't have been acting like horrible (laughs) heathens (laughs) yeah I think I mean they they must all have like their sort of triggers for being so acting out I guess like I don't know how to phrase it but like they're really like their behavior is like way out of like what is normal teenage behavior I guess like they're acting out like majorly like especially like I mean my favorite nickname for uh Sinan is like teenage alcoholic because like they're just like really putting it in her face that he's like an alcoholic (laughs) which like I don't know like imagine you showing up to school like smelling like alcohol you have a flask in your jacket like well I mean obviously that can probably be different like in different schools around the world but I feel like that wouldn't fly like in any school (laughs) Yeah, they would smell it. Yeah, no. you'd be reeking, like you said. I don't know how yeah. someone wouldn't intervene there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's very, like, American TV show-ish, but, like, they would call, like, Child Protective Services or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Yeah, and also that, like, these, like, that's what makes me have a little bit problem with this gang is, like, they don't seem to care for each other at all, mm-hmm. and they don't take care of each other, you know? Yeah. Like, they're just using each other as means to an end. I need to see some more like bromance slash girlmance happening. 
I think we're too early on for that, though. I feel like that's going to be, like, the moral of the story. Like, either the show can go one of two ways. Like, probably it's not, like, this is, like, a formulaic prediction. Like, either they all, like, love each other and, like, realize that friendship is, like, the most important thing. Whatever. <laughs> and, like, that's what I want. <laughs> and um, Kim and don't end up together, whatever. Or, like, everything just turns out to be really dark and grim and, like, they turn on each other and like sh- like really crappy stuff happens to each of them but like it well, has to be something in between probably but still yeah i i could see it going either of those ways and i do have a like okay i don't know if you guys felt this way but i felt so sketched out by kemal and his like not talking thing and his like jerk thing and then like watching him like follow her into the apartment I was like is he gonna like murder her mm-hmm. that was the vibe that I got like I did not get like sexy one night stand vibes I got murder vibes yeah I didn't get one night stand vibes either I didn't quite get murder vibes either though somewhere in the <laughs> middle of like maybe she'll offer him yeah. some tea <laughs> but they're also like they're also like co-workers dead. so like I don't know. I don't know if this is me being too much of a prude, but like you wouldn't have a one night stand with your new coworker. Like, I feel like that would be you. Like, you such, could. A, such, a, such a nun. <laughs> Only a nun would say something like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> it doesn't seem like something Borgie would do. Outrageous. Although she's extremely like malleable as a human. Well, I think we don't know enough about her. I think she's probably less malleable than we think. Maybe she's freaky. She's in the freaky <laughs> shit. We don't know. Oh, God. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you never know what, like, your teachers do outside of she school. She seemed pretty horrified by the people in the, the bathroom stall next to her. <laughs> that was hilarious. That but was, I think what, this yeah. is really awkward. Like, just imagine getting locked. The biggest oh, us, my God. No matter who you're like. With your new co-worker. Your nightmare. Yeah. Who's kind of a weirdo. And like these crazy people, yeah, and me. well, not crazy. I, I guess they are crazy people because that bathroom stall is really, really disgusting. Like otherwise, like, <laughs> you want to have ba- sex in a bathroom stall? Like I'm not judging you, but like that was just so dirty. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I think we could judge just by like the hair, like the tops of heads that they showed. It was a pretty gross crew. <laughs> <laughs> the guy had like really dirty. Also, what kind of bathroom stalls are floor to ceiling that you can't like crawl out? a lot around the world yeah, the u.s is weird yeah really? yeah the u.s is the this you know creepy one where you can like in full view see what everyone's doing in the skull <laughs> but at least you could escape <laughs> i did have to do that do in, guys- in college one time it was like not even like a cool story like i was i went to the bathroom during class in one of the older buildings and the lock got stuck oh, so i had to no. call <laughs> I've definitely done that before, yeah. crawled underneath. <laughs> Do you guys remember when we were in that hotel room and the bathroom wall was clear glass? Yes, and then you would switch to the bed. That was so weird. Yeah. I just remember like sitting down on the toilet and you both were screaming, we can see you. <laughs> <laughs> That was horrifying. <laughs> but that hotel was really nice, I remember. It was, kind of like really it was fancy, yeah. That was like a honeymoon suite type of deal with that, like, you know, optional see-through bathroom. Like, that's not normal. That's not normal. Also, <laughs> I, there, normal traveler. I think the bathroom in Konya also had that. Like, 
both the bathroom in Konya and the bathroom in Kushadasi yeah. had that like window thing, which was so oh. funny. So the weird. bathroom in Konya where Henry <laughs> left his passport and all his belongings. <laughs> <laughs> his toothbrush or what? Would, what was it? What? His, uh, <laughs> his toiletry. <laughs> Toiletry. <laughs> One toiletry. <laughs> has to get edited out because no one would have any fucking idea. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, back on track. Back on track. Never. Kamal, the one thing he did the whole episode where I was like, okay, is when he broke down the door of the bathroom. That was pretty noble of him. Also, how did they not? How did they not realize that they had been locked in? Like, clearly there was a stick that Sinan had put across the door. Yeah. Like, They're not very like, bright. They could have been suspicious about that, but, like, they clearly did not have the time. Well, like, also, in, in their defense, like, they were looking for the kids, and they're, like, really... Burju is very worried about the kids. Yeah, he's not. Because <laughs> he's a psychopath serial killer just waiting for his next victim. What was, what was the sprinklers thing about? Or he's just having juice and... What? What was that sprinklers thing about? Like, I don't get that. I mean, that's like such a rom com cliche. I think that's just what it was. Was that like, look at how their plan is like making all of the cliches happen of a perfect night. But like, is it just gonna like she has a white t shirt, so it's gonna be like a wet t shirt thing, or like, what's the objective of the? I mean, she was, like, stroking her boob with that Kleenex, so that was weird. <laughs> like, maybe she was wearing a really expensive bra? I don't know what was happening there. <laughs> that was weird. And it was only the one. It wasn't both that she was drying. It was just one. That's, that's her good boob. You gotta take care of it. <laughs> that's the dry boob. <laughs> the only other thing that I want to call out, if we don't have anything else in this section, is just how good the street food uh, sightings were in this episode. So they mm. they were going in on the kokorech, which is uh, sheep intestines, so good in bread in uh, like that real that real nice bread. And then uh, Kedam had a side of fried mussels on a, a skewer, <laughs> and they were all drinking iron. And I think uh, Kemalajo was eating. Uh, a wet burger, like a sloppy Joe, a sloppy burger, mm-hmm. which does not seem appealing to me. But even like even he looked like he was having a good time with it. So <laughs> I was I was wanting in on some of the food and the and the sights that they were seeing in a bagel. I was very jealous. Yeah, agreed. The kokorech and the iron looked really good. Yeah. Oh, something else I wanted to point out is that they were all wearing um, like house slippers. Oh yeah. In uh, Ashuk's place yes big big i'm a big house slippers girl as a, as a <laughs> in fact they saved my life the other day because my dog who's very old pooped on a red uh carpet in in one of the hallways in my house and the brown and the dark red they don't really like it's not like a standout background so i stepped in it and walked out <laughs> all around the house in it and <gasps> my foot was protected by the slippers but the slippers you know, still spread. That didn't protect the house. Didn't protect the house. <laughs> However, I was only, it was only on the it was only on the the wood floors and tile and stuff. So it wasn't all that big of a deal. But anyway, oh man, my foot was protected. So kids, wear your slippers. Wear your slippers. 
<laughs> Although if you weren't wearing slippers, you might have realized you stepped in shit like sooner than I did. So but I'm confused right, right. Off there for like you. didn't but you, you feel the like shit, so. yeah. when you <laughs> <laughs> No, there were other He is a th- very small dog to be Yeah, fair. there were also other things going on. Like he, he was getting into other trouble too, so I was like kind of going after him. So it wasn't like <laughs> the feeling of my footstep wasn't my primary focus. <laughs> It was it was a day, let me tell you. That's horrifying. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to go through that. It's like a daily thing. He poops a lot. He's old. It's fine. <laughs> All right. I think with the poop story, <laughs> we could now transition. Today for our history section, Ezgi is going to walk us through rock music in Turkey in the 90s. Is that right? I'm going to, I'm going to take it back a little further, but yes. Okay. Mostly 90s. As a result of our wonderful tampon concert that we saw this episode. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sammy. So yeah, the 90s and the 2000s were kind of the golden age of Turkish rock music. Um, and the fact that the kids were at a festival type atmosphere, um, kind of an outdoor concert that looks like it started, like when they were there, it looked like it was the opening acts leading up to the main act, Tampon, as Sammy said, which is a real band. I, I think, as we've already discussed, I don't yeah, know if we I'm did, we did. Imagining that, okay. So that whole setting is very realistic for the 90s. That's kind of when, late 90s especially, because that's kind of when the whole rock festival scene that's I mean up until COVID started was still going strong uh, in Turkey but rock music in Turkey I mean rock music in general right I'm not going to go into like the overall roots of in general rock music but kind of around the world it became mainstream and popular um, and, and not really scandalous to listen to throughout the 60s and the same was true in Turkey um, the 60s were when rock music entered kind of the national consciousness um, and, it, and it made its debut in the form of Anatolian rock, which actually I didn't know that Anatolian rock, um, Anadolu rock was kind of the first foray of Turkish language uh, music into, into the realm of rock. I thought it kind of, I thought they kind of just got like, for example, the Beatles type music and then kind of started synthesizing it with local forms. But it turns out that the popularization of the genre came from Anatolian rock. So how does that, how do we define that? Um, It's a combination of elements of Turkish folk music. So folk instruments, folk melodies, um, time signatures that are non-Western, such as um, an eight time, so like four, four, three, four time. Um, All those are elements of Anatolian rock, but with kind of also your traditional rock instruments. So electric guitars, drum sets, bass, electric bass, those kinds of things. Uh, So it came about, I mean, obviously the rock sounds came from, you know, Western records, but um, these artists, so Jem Karaja, Boris Mancho, Arkin Koray, um, those are some, those three are kind of the, I would say the big three um, that I think foreign listeners would also, uh, you know, non-Turkish listeners um, of this podcast would also recognize those names potentially they kind of came on the scene, mainstream scene through Battle of the Bands competitions organized by newspapers. So, or, or even um, between high schools, which seems like it would fit in really well with our show, but 
I'm waiting for a Battle of the Bands episode of some kind at some point <laughs> with the teen drama. They, so that's how these kind of main, more mainstream names uh, became mainstream names was through those um, competitions because what do people have to do? There's like one channel on TV and only a handful of newspapers, so they're all following the same happenings. We also saw a blossoming of Turkish pop music, you know, not, I should say, easy listening pop music. Rock is a kind of pop music, I know, but a kind of easy listening music um, at the same time, influenced again by Western records. And also pop music evolved more to become a synthesis of folk instruments and Western instruments and Western sounds. So kind of a backwards evolution on the on the easy listening pop scene. But rock, I would say progressively be, becomes less and less quote unquote Anatolian rock. And then by the 90s, you have, I mean, what you would consider just like Western rock music with Turkish lyrics. The 1980s were a bit of a lost decade because of the 1980 coup d'etat. Um, rock music was seen as a potentially corrupting influence. Um, rock concerts were made illegal for much of the 80s. So the 90s were the rebirth and the start of the golden age. Um, we still have a lot of the solo artists and bands from the 90s still making records and still giving concerts. Again, not right now, but up until COVID they were. Um, so I think on this podcast, we've talked about Duman. We also heard a song by Duman in this episode um, when they're doing their drunk driving scene. Um, so they're, they're, I think even currently the most popular uh, kind of hard rock band. Um, but other examples are Pentagram, Özlem Tekin as a female artist, Shebnam Fera, female artist. Athena was a, you know, they, he, they participated in Eurovision. Teoman, a solo artist, these people all came about in the early 90s. Kind of the at the center of the scene, which I found out doing this research, was a little bar under the Galata Bridge, um, where these folks just like did open mics and stuff. And that's how they... That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's how they got... And the, and the kind of the um, center of recording music in Turkey is in Unkapanu, which is like a couple bridges down <laughs> in the in the Golden Horn. So uh, it's all very, they, they were close to that kind of part of the city anyway. So I guess it makes sense that scouts were were in the bar and hearing them all. And then also Kaduke was an important, even back then in the 90s, an important part of the art scene. Um, and that's where metal culture developed. So I think tampon probably came about <laughs> in Kaduke uh, on the Anatolian side. But Beoldo has always kind of been the, the main um, the main scene, at least up until very recent years, as we discussed in one of our episodes um, when we were doing um, The Protector. In the 2000s, the big kind of advent uh, or the, the next kind of big thing that pushed the genre further into the mainstream were um, these festivals. So Rock and I think Rock and Coke was the first one and Fanta had like its own touring concert, kind of like the Vans Warp Tour, like it has like this weird like kind of commercial aspect to it because there's a brand associated with it, but it's a touring rock production with all these main, you know, now mainstream artists. So I think, I think that's kind of interesting because you don't see that as much, I would say, at least in the States, uh, other than Vans Warped Tour maybe. And then obviously YouTube, Spotify, the internet in general, 
um, pave the way for indie rock um, artists who are unsigned to become famous in their own right. Um, and then going into, into, the, into the decade we just completed, the 2010s, um, we see a lot more crossover, so a lot more rock musicians incorporating electronic sounds, um, mixing pop musicians kind of flowing between more easy listening into uh, rock sounds. You know, there were tons of duet albums released between these like 80s pop stars and uh, 2010s headlining rock acts throughout the 2010s, super random collaborations. So it's definitely super mainstream. It's not like, it's definitely not scandalous to like rock, rock, like rock music in Turkey anymore. Um, and the 90s had a lot to do with that. I think there was just a big kind of a release of the pressure um, from not really being allowed to make a lot of music uh, <laughs> for, for a while there. So um, there are plenty of rock, uh, Turkish rock playlists on Spotify that even Spotify curates. So I'm not gonna read off a list of names or anything, but folks who are interested can check check those resources out. Awesome. Thank you for awesome. coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super interesting. Yeah, and I this is like a random thing, I guess, but I still think it's a cool fun fact that like they're turkey for some reason i don't know as you maybe you know the reason produces like really good symbols like people will buy yeah. this turkish brand of yeah, i don't know why yeah but they do. i think they're sold mostly like in galata right like there's yeah there i mean there's a ton of there's a ton of instrument stores i mean like a whole street of them right up to the galata tower like right around there yeah and Turkey's like the best in the world for symbol. Like, I don't remember the brand right now, but I think like most famous musicians. Well, Zildjian, Zildjian is a. They were an Armenian family, but they were in Turkey. Like they were Armenian Turk or, yeah, Turkish citizens, <laughs> Turkish citizens, but of Armenian descent. Um, so Zildjian, I would say, is the leading brand. And then there, there is an Istanbul brand as well that I see a lot in Turkey. I haven't seen too much at other like in other countries and other shows but it's also I think one of the probably I'm assuming there's a top five of symbols it's probably one of the top five <laughs> of symbols I can't imagine there's a of symbol makers <laughs> when you were talking about rock music in the 90s I was thinking about that wind of change podcast I don't know if you guys listen to it but once you've listened to all of our podcasts I would recommend checking that out it's really interesting it's about um how rock bands were allowed to go behind the iron curtain in the uh like during the decline of the soviet era and how that could have mm. contributed to the decline and um how the cia was involved and it was super interesting so Ooh, yeah highly oh. recommend to do our WTF section and I think we've talked about a couple of these but I think they bear repeating again so oh my first one we haven't talked about it's the fact that when they're like doing that they have the brilliant idea of let's get them drunk and having sex and then they go do the weird party thing by the bench by the water they're drinking beer and like they have like one beer 
do you know how hard it is to get drunk on no 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 they have shots they have shots yeah they have shots they took shots oh that makes me feel so much better <laughs> okay yeah. i was just imagining them drinking like 12 beers and like, no they're oh, probably having tequila tough, shots because they have lime and they have salt if i'm not wrong oh i oh i didn't even notice that. i completely missed this but that makes me feel a lot better thank you guys my can i add like my addendum to your wtf because it's related sure. is how they had so much beer with them on school property where were they carrying it just in their like <laughs> wait no but that weren't those like that was like fruit soda was it? wasn't it i can't read any of i the think cans. it was they all look the same they're all colorful I it was cans but i was I was also horrified and I was looking at Eda's and it had like a sun-kissed kind of vibe to it. Yeah, there's like a, there's the blue cans, which are the ones from the concert. And I think those are beer, but the other ones are like soda, I guess. Okay. They drink a lot of canned fluids, yeah. <laughs> carbonated fluids. Yeah, okay. Where are Eda's parents? Not home. <laughs> like street. I have this image. I, I agree with Sophia. You said something about her being a goody two-shoes. Like, I have this image that her parents are like super proud of her and are like really great parents and they think she's wonderful and she like acts really good in front of them. That just like yeah. seems like her psychopathic vibe to me. So I was very confused that they could just go in her really cute room and the house was completely empty. Yeah. It was weird. Where are they? Did she kill them? Oh God. <laughs> Sorry. This is about to turn into like a complete slasher show in Sammy's head. <laughs> like, am I gonna kill Burju? And Da's gonna kill all the other kids when they find out that she's a mass murderer. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Let's see. I have what the fuck drunk driving. I don't know yeah. if you want to take that, Eski. No, I mean that's like that's like basically my bullet point. I was I don't know. Like, also obviously not a Turkish show, but. Cobra Kai, which is another Netflix show, Netflix original show I enjoy. Last couple, like the last two seasons, there's been, there have been three seasons. Last two seasons, there have been a lot of just casual drunk driving scenes, like where they have a ton of alcohol, the the high schoolers or, you know, the karate people, and then they get in their cars and it's fine. Like they drive normally. And then it's never discussed that they literally just had so much alcohol before they got in the car. And just like Netflix WTF, like you can't be, this is a legitimate problem all over the world you can't be you know treating it so well yeah. like it's not an issue so and sure. i have trouble believing that a would have gotten in the car yeah that's right yeah that's a good point <clears throat> also like i don't know what mass transit was like in the 90s in istanbul but like it's so good and there's so many cabs yeah cabs were the same as they are you know nowadays so at the very least like, they should have been able to no reason that. to be driving around for your night out yeah yeah, that was that was an unnecessary scene. Like that, they just did that so they could have the music montage and her yeah. like screaming out from the the, the sunroof or the moonroof. That was it's very like a perks of being Why a wallflower callback. Yeah, yeah. It's like a teenage. We should we need to do a section on teen movie and show tropes yeah. that yeah. have made an appearance because there's already been so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. I have what the fuck Bourjou's boundaries like yeah. in general like don't go to a rock concert with students don't go into a men's bathroom that's not at cool the behest don't of a student for <laughs> yeah don't go looking for a male student's puke covered toilet phone also 
Sorry, was his phone the size of a brick? Like in 1998 in Turkey, was the phone? <laughs> like that was what I was. That was that's what threw me off. I was like, "What phone is he talking about? Like, did he walk out of his house with the like the house phone? Like, <laughs> and why does she need to go get it? Why can't he go get it? He was there. Yeah, that, was, that was ridiculous all around. I mean, maybe it's made more ridiculous because they the actors look like adults. Yeah, and so it's like. You're a fucking adult. Like, go yeah. get your phone. Think, Don't be scared I think of somebody. Sinan is your age, Sammy. Like, I think he's the same, like, in real life. <laughs> yeah. So. so he's a fucking adult. <laughs> and then my last one we already talked about is what the fuck going alone to a rock concert. Like, it just can't be fun. I just don't and and ditching like you said earlier girls ditching girls at rock concerts. I mean, any oh, friend ditching any friend is super shitty, but don't ditch friends. Don't steal your teacher's purse and then leave her alone at a sketchy rock concert. No, but they didn't steal her purse. I think they were just holding it. Okay, but they still ran yeah, away yeah, with it. Yeah. No, but she she's so like trusting. She's like, oh, I think they got scared and they just accidentally took my purse. I know. I like guffawed when she said that. I was like, oh my god, this poor lady. <laughs> zero real world knowledge for someone who zero. lives in Istanbul. Like that's also a WTF. Like you should understand how the world works. <laughs> yeah. What are your guys's? I guess mine is one that we've uh, discussed repeatedly, both on this show and the past show, which is what the fuck jumping in the Bosphorus. Yes, <laughs> dissolved. That would have been realistic. I think you should explain this, Sophia, for listeners who are just joining us for this podcast and haven't been a part of the Protector podcast. So basically, um, and also if you've read Orhan Pamuk's uh, Istanbul, like the the book, um, basically it's mentioned that like so many ships and like so like have sunk in the Bosphorus, like including a ship full of uh, sheep, I think was the one from, from the book. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But basically, like, the Bosporus is just a giant dump. Like, it's full of, like, trash, and it's very deep, and it's, like, salt water. It's an estuary, so it's, like, just not a pleasant place. Although, there's probably a lot of, like, three-headed sharks in there. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I do have a video of dolphins, like, swimming in the Bosporus, so I will give you that. Um, that it is survivable, apparently. During during COVID, they they made a comeback because there was so much less traffic. Oh. No, but like we 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 saw them when we were in a stop. Like, I oh, oh you have a video. you have like an actual like yeah. personal video. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's on my Instagram. <laughs> anyway, like I should probably <laughs> follow Sophia at Dolphin Girl. Two, <laughs> two. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to guess there. I would have been rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, I don't think I was too too clear. But anyway, they like they, there's a lot of like gasoline in the Bosphorus, like trash, um, like just like ships that have sunk and like with cargo, because also like um, it's obviously militarily very important. So like in order to defend the sovereignty of the city, like you have to sink ships there often so basically it's full of everything (laughs) uh so yeah yeah, don't jump in it and also when where he jumped off like i don't really understand how he got back in because it was like the concrete walkway which was like four or five feet above the water level yeah they need to flash back to that it was confusing i think it's like two but 
Okay, I have a theory. It might be wrong, but it would explain why he's dry. Okay. I don't think he actually jumped Did in. the dog drag him out? I don't think he, yeah. I don't think he actually jumped in. Like, he wanted to. Oh. But then he, he just, like, imagined doing it. That's interesting. So it's like, um, like an untrustworthy narrator or whatever I don't it's know. called. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That could be interesting because he's clearly not well. Yeah. So what he sees in his I kind of like this is controversial but I just kind of like want to hug him and say like it's okay like you're not alone somebody yeah. will care for you someday yeah, yeah. He's, he's a tragic that's character why I'm well. so mad at the his gang for not being like friends and there for yeah. him you know they just like tromp into his house and make fun of his catatonic grandfather yeah that's not cool <clears throat> yeah that's not friendship yeah the grandpa is just like help yeah what other what the fucks do I have um, just the bathroom. What the fuck? Horrible bathroom. Hated it. But realistic, <laughs> as we've established. Well, I don't know, because like the the biggest concert we went to in Turkey was the Tarkan concert, and the bathrooms were really well because nice. it was like a really nice like what venue? It was a university, wasn't it? It was. It was at yeah, it was Istanbul E2. Technical University. Yeah, that that was a cool venue, and like I'm sure if you go to a concert in like Zorlu Center, it's gonna be like really nice which Zorlu Center is like my favorite place I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like the least uh, grunge punk aesthetic of a place <laughs> as opposed to this, this um, TV show concert other what the fuck it's like okay I'm still very baffled as to why she agreed to go with them to the concert like I that kind of just rubs me the wrong way agreed agreed um, that was weird it was like it didn't take much convincing either yeah she was like oh of no. course this is the right thing to do is it lady stay home no it's so <laughs> like what the fuck how is osman procuring all of these tickets he's full of hazelnuts at any given moment too which is like <laughs> inexplicable to me how he has the budget for that i mean it's not he's inexplicable the entire operation he paid for their bus tickets too yeah he, yeah i don't know this kid is like I, I, I weirdly like him. He's, I can't he's Faisal and Ruya's son after they Ew. became mortal. Oh. I hate that. That's why he's the Sultan of Success <laughs> Jr. <laughs> I can about that last episode. <laughs> but I, I do agree that he can be our quote-unquote Sultan of Success for this show. I feel like he's... So I, I, I do want it every series now. <laughs> he's slightly less evil, I have to say. Like, I feel like he's slightly less evil. So far, um, yeah. And I like him, as I mentioned. Like, I think he's my favorite character. Except for the other puppy dog character, which I feel so bad for. Um, of course, Sinan. Like, I just feel like he needs a hug and, like, needs oh, some yeah. support and, like, yeah. to care for him. Which, also, like, just foreshadowing, it's a teen show. So, of course, like, love will solve all the problems. Or, like, at mm-hmm. least in some respect so i feel like they're just gonna have him get a girl like he and ishak ishik are finally gonna like have something and like yeah that's gonna solve all his problems which is like but yeah anyway um i think he and ishik are gonna fall in love but she won't be enough to fill the gaping hole in his heart and finally he will die but oh wow i feel like ishik would be much more traumatized in current day if that had been what happened true and she seems True. pretty well adjusted. I don't know. She's like alone in this like house that's about to be demoed. 
She probably like. I feel like Jeanne could have died a long time or like a while ago, and that's why she's like doing better because like time has passed. But yeah, I would agree that I mean, the house is empty for a reason. So we'll see if he like dead. There was the dog that was chained up, so it can't have been empty for that long. Because oh, that's true. The dog was on like the property. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know um what other what the fucks do i have i was also expecting the coach to have a way worse car he has like a really big like (laughs) nice new car i was expecting it to be like really disgusting (laughs) inside like a bunch of like food containers and like did it look like distinctively 1998 that car i feel like it didn't look that old when like or dated when i looked at it maybe i I Which I mean, I feel like for some I don't know. I feel like it was attention. a, it was like a wagon, like an old. Wait, car. also, yeah. yeah, I just feel like they don't emphasize the '90s thing enough on the show. Yeah, because Ada's style is very hip. Yeah. No, but it's very '90s. Like, remember those like really tank toppy, like thin straps tank tops, and the mm-hmm. little choker necklace is very '90s. Yeah. That's like the most obvious. But it's back. Well, yeah, oh, I think that's yeah. why it feels hip to you, Sammy. It's because like. The 90s yeah. are back, which, why? But anyway. Like, how is anything <laughs> other than sweatpants back? I haven't, like, worn other clothes. <laughs> no, like, before the shutdown, uh, it was back, I guess. Yeah, like, if you look at any... A year ago, like, it was back. Okay, got it. Tweens, influencers, they're all wearing, like, scrunchies and, like, really loose pants wow. and really tight shirts. Did you see that on your Instagram, too? <laughs> 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 on TikTok. That's on TikTok. On TikTok. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you want to start a TikTok for no. us? Yeah. I just watched TikToks. I don't <laughs> finish the TikTok time. Um, Find us on TikTok. <laughs> we'll just be dramatically recreating um, this, the love scenes and love. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll be reenacting Dolphins of the Bosphorus. I was going for the more innocent approach. <laughs> I love that idea. Oh my god. Um, also, another what the fuck that I just thought about is like who drives to a concert? Yeah, such a bad idea. They're all drunk driving. Like, it's. But bizarre. he doesn't seem drunk. Kemal Hoja. No, he's too morose to be drunk. He's just. I, I kind of hate it a little bit when they have such one dimensional characters in the sense that, like, his whole character is that he's an asshole. Like, that's it. And like okay, give him time. Give him time. Yeah. Then he's been for I half need an hour. more words yeah. if I'm gonna agree yeah. for him to be yeah. with Borgia. I think I have a really bad habit of just binging everything. So it's like when I don't binge, I like get very impatient. I'm like, okay, I want everything. You're like, they're not doing enough for me in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like last night and today I just binged a new show that came out on Netflix and like just watched all of it. I'm terrible. Same with like when Bridgerton came out. Like I didn't sleep. I just (laughs) well, you know, Reed Hastings, the founder of uh, Netflix, says that his biggest competition is sleep. So oh god, clearly sleep is lost in uh, Sophia's in Sophia's particular context. (laughs) Well, I was on vacation when I watched Bridgerton, so I could just sleep in the next day. Oh, so. But this morning I woke up at seven, so that was terrible. Oh, horrible! I guess just like the the posters and the decoration in Edda's bedroom was like, what the fuck? She had like a nuclear 
explosion thing that said like what does what did it say i can't remember she just had like all- i feel like it's a war is not the answer something super cliche it wasn't like <laughs> it was like all like these bad girl like stuff like i'm a bad girl i am not the typical there, pink there was like a license plate with a ladybug on it though that said ladybug <laughs> like, okay that does really fit the aesthetic <laughs> cute interesting maybe that'll be our bonus episode this season analyzing her room decor just analyzing people's rooms <laughs> at length seeing how the set design went the, the props people on protector versus love 101 yeah so win. far love 101 is far yeah, ahead in the props department. <laughs> we'll see when they go to ottoman times how it <laughs> yeah i can't wait for hakan to show up and just make everything substantially stupider he's gonna i know there's gonna be a crossover it's bad to happen <laughs> Do you think the zombie army is coming in episode three or episode four? four. I think we need like a little bit more runway to that. Mm. Winner Ruya and Faisal coming to pick up their son. Pick up their son. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Uh, If you didn't listen to our first season, please go listen to that where we talk about the protector and all of the ridiculous prop fails that happened in that show. Uh, We dedicate this episode to our very own Sultan of Success (laughs) Junior, Osman. And we hope that Forju doesn't get murdered by her one night You're stand. You're the only one who thinks that's a possibility. Okay. <laughs> I really think it's a possibility. He's extremely creepy. I would not invite him into my house. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>